The perfect vehicle may be hard to find, but shipments are arriving daily at McCarthy. Let us help you reserve the one you want. That's right. Pick up your next new vehicle before it arrives. Choose from Chevy, Honda, Toyota, Nissan, Hyundai, Subaru, Buick, or GMC at one of McCarthy's 11 convenient locations across Kansas and Missouri. McCarthy can help you order your new vehicle today. Visit shopmccarthy.com today to find the location nearest you. See dealer for details. Deposit may be required. Welcome back to Preps KC's Football Friday Night, driven by the McCarthy Auto Group. I'm your host, Dion Clisso, joined as always by the coach, Harold Walmsgons, and joining us now from gopowercat.com and Preps KC, of course. He's been doing a lot of great work for us this year is our uh, Ryan Wallace. And uh, Ryan, uh, you know, you saw something last week that I don't think any of us thought we'd see. <laughs> Blue Valley Northwest just jump all over Olathe North. Let's start there. Um, I, I picked Blue Valley Northwest. I'm not stunned they won, but I thought it'd be a better game than that. And that was, I, I don't know, was that the best performance probably Blue Valley Northwest has had, not just this year, but in a long time. They yeah, came out I mean, just dominated. I mean, and you were texting me like, I did not see this coming. I, I couldn't, I can't, <laughs> I can't think of a time that I've seen the Blue Valley Northwest Huskies. It's not just dominate a team or even dominate a good team, but dominate a team a program, if you will, like Olathe North in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, it was just complete domination. I think, like I said in our article, um, I don't think this is the furthest I think Blue Valley Northwest has been since uh, 99, 99, yeah, yeah 98, 99-ish, um, when they were back right in substate and then, again, have never been to the finals um, in, in school history in football. And so I know that that's something that talking with Coach Ryder, it, you know, I asked him after the game, is this the type of win that, you know, concerns you at all, knowing that you have an EKL rival in Blue Valley West that you just beat <laughs> like three weeks ago? I mean, is there any fear that that the, the guys are going to be riding too high? And, you know, he put it pretty bluntly that, A, he feels confident in the leadership that they have with with Mikey Pauly and Gabe Peterson, guys on both sides of the ball. But also he, he said, you know, Ryan, we've never the program's, you know, never been in this position as far as making it to the finals. And so I think there's such a, such a desire, such an overall uh, goal of theirs just to, to be there that for them to get lackadaisical this week and overlook Blue Valley West when they're one step away, he said, yeah, yeah. would, would stun me, would stun me. So, um, but getting back to that game, I'm, uh, Olathe North is extremely talented on both sides of the ball individually uh, they'll have a number of guys that'll go on to two four-year universities um, from this team and I just think that they were absolutely shell-shocked at the way that the Blue Valley Northwest just dominated them uh, and, and mainly I thought in the trenches uh, I thought that you know that was where the game I thought would would be won and early on uh, the the cold weather and certainly the wind played a uh, a role in things, but at the end of the day, Blue Valley Northwest just found things and holes in Olathe North system, both offensively and defensively that they exploited and exploited for the better part of three and a half quarters. In that 35 to zero run that they had, did they have any short fields, you know, getting the ball inside the 25 yard line, et cetera, or did they just drive it and score? Pretty much just once that I can recall, did they have, did they get the ball, uh, you know, on the good, on what I would call the good side of the 50. Um, everything else was uh, 
pretty much kind of broken plays by Olathe North defensively. Uh, you know, Grant Stubblefield had a, a run of close to 90 yards, certainly over 80 yards um, that he, they ran basically right up a gap and was untouched and outran everybody else. Uh, there was another play that I can recall where Mikey Pauley uh, found a receiver for probably a 30, 40, maybe even 50 yard gain. Uh, Max Muehlberger caught it uh, almost probably right at the pylon and they were able to punch it in. Paulie was able to punch it in from the one. So, uh, you know, aside from maybe one series that I think they were able to get a short field. And I know they had another one in uh, early on in the second half uh, where there was a, a botched punt that Olathe North um, didn't get the snap right, fumbled it and, and Blue Valley Northwest took over inside the 10. Those might've been the only two that I can think were, were short field for Blue Valley Northwest. They were just able to make some big plays. And, and then Blue Valley West, again, down to China Mission Northwest, much like they were down to Blue Valley last week, just come back and, and, and kind of where, and I think what we're, and I'm starting to wonder about the, you know, the, we had the Rhino package a few weeks ago that won them the game against Blue Valley West for Blue Valley. Now it seems like the, the script is flipped and now Blue Valley West is the physical team that wears you out in the second half and comes back. I, I, I like Blue Valley Northwest in this game, but I've not put, I, I can't pick Blue Valley West. We all know that well, that's a given. So, I mean, wh whatever I think about this game, you, you should go the opposite way, but I, hats off to coach Corkermeyer and his staff. He, he has got this team in every game they played pretty much. And they, uh, they are stepping up. And it's, I think it's going to be a fantastic game. And it's two great coaching staffs, two teams that have, you know, outside of 2007 when West won it, um, that have not really had this kind of level of success. I mean, West has been in a semifinal in the last 10 years. They were there, I think, in like 2012 against Blue Valley in a 5A semifinal. But, <clears throat> no, this is, a, this is a great game, and I, I'm, I'm really excited for it. Yeah, and I think it goes back to what you were saying, Dion, of the fact that, you know, and I would imagine that this will be reciprocated – uh, all week long with Blue Valley Northwest is this is another one of those games like they did with Olathe North where, you know, not only do you want to kind of theoretically step on the other team's throat, but you can't let your foot off. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, you've got to put, keep your foot on the gas uh, because West has proven now twice <laughs> with the season on the line that they're not scared to come from behind. And so the, I, I do think the Jaguars will find a way to keep this one competitive. Uh, but at the same time, like I said, I, th I think Blue Valley Northwest has now proven themselves on both sides of the ball. Their defense last week was swarming to the football to where I do think that they'll be able to win this. I say regular, 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, somewhat comfortably, um, you know, I, maybe not to the level that we saw last week, but at the same time in saying that they'll win comfortably, I, I still think that there will be moments in the second half where this game will be competitive. Well, Ryan, I want to. Oh, excuse me, Coach. Go ahead, Dion. Well, I, I was going to jump jump over to Lawrence, but Coach, go ahead and see what you want to do first. But. Okay, Ryan, I'm. I was kind of interested in your take on the Derby Free State game. Uh, yeah, I like Derby. Um, I, you know, there's no secret there. The problem with with to me with trying to uh, attack Derby if you're an opponent is that their offensive line is so structurally good, so big. It reminds me some of the, a little bit of the Aquinas lines that we saw two and three years ago. And so that in and of itself makes them very hard. But then when you have a player like Dylan Edwards behind them, that's able to do all the things that he can do. 
even if you're able to score on Derby, I don't think you can outscore Derby. Um, so if you're free state, you're going to try and obviously do what everyone does against Derby and that's keep Dylan Edwards on the sideline, you know, let Jet Deneen and the offense do their thing. But at the end of the day, I just don't think that there's enough, you know, explosiveness with the Firebirds for them to outscore Derby. Yeah. That, so, and that's what happened last week. And now Lawrence has got them and, and the good win for man Lawrence over Manhattan. I did a podcast with coach Bowen and uh, you know, he, he sounds quietly confident in the way they're playing football right now. Um, and I think that they'll be interesting to see how they handle Derby. I, I think for, don't you think the recipe to beating Derby is you got to get up, you got to try and find a way to score, stop, score. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's winning it in, in other ways, in a way it's kind of beating opponents the way that, you, you know, you see Kansas state hang the last three years, well, two out of the last three years beat Oklahoma. You got to win it in other phases. You know, you got to create turnovers. Mm -hmm. uh, you got to be explosive on and special on special teams. That's the kind of recipe to beating Derby. And I think you've got to make them uncomfortable. You know, uh, you got to put them in a situation where their backs are against the wall, uh, where they're feeling a little bit of pressure because they're just not used to doing that. If Lawrence can do that, um, then, you know, I think obviously they, they have a shot, but like I was talking about last week with free state, the, the recipe that everybody, it's an easy recipe that everybody knows, but it's, it's, you know, you can, you can put all the recipe to bake the cake, but at the end of the day, you, you, you know, the cake's got to come out of the oven the way it's supposed to. And it, it's harder to do that. Well, and coach Bowen said something I said, well, going on the road, going to Derby, he said something I thought that was extremely insightful. He said, he, he's learned as a high school coach. He almost prefers a road game because you have a little more control over him. And he goes, and you know, an hour long bus ride or plus hour plus long bus ride. He goes, kids sit in the bus. They take naps. They relax. He goes, and that probably is better than leaving school and coming back in the afternoon. And who knows what they're doing? Holding hands with the girlfriend. Was that one of those things? Right, right, right. <laughs> and so he, I go, I told him, I said, well, coach, if you win this one, you've got a bus ride to Emporia. Uh, so that'll take care of that. Well, next on to your game this week, you're going to go watch uh, Mill Valley and Aquinas as they play for the 400th time in the last five years. Um, and, and we talked with Coach Dryling. He said he thinks it's 11 times in eight years back going, you know, the last few years ago when they were in the Mill Valley was in the EKL. This is probably back to where we're, you know, coin toss, late game type of thing. Aquinas' defense is playing outstanding. And he said that's really what has led them to their, you know, to be able to play the style of ball they want to play. Um, and he said that's the one thing he goes – because they're, you know, Mill Valley is as good at stopping them as anybody is. Um, so there's no secrets here. So it's just, this is about want to uh, a lot about in this game, isn't it? Yeah. And I mean, uh, I, I think the thing about Aquinas, and I'm glad you brought up their defense, because it seems like for years and years, we've been talking about their offense, you know, with Tank Young. And like I mentioned earlier, that the giant offensive lines that they've had, and, you know, they've been able to beat teams that way. And this year, uh, I do think that their offense is starting to click a little bit more. Yeah. Sean Carroll's running the ball extremely effectively. I think Maxwell Ford is a quarterback that um, in some aspects maybe doesn't fit that offensive game plan. Um, and so it's taken him a little bit to, to really be comfortable in that system, but he's starting to make the reads and, and uh, you know, be effective as a quarterback, um, not only 
him personally, the hit, playing to his strong suits, but also playing, you know, to what makes Coach Dryling's offense work. But it's really been the defense. I mean, uh, they're very strong at the line of scrimmage. You look at Keon Payne as a is a, a, a recruit that I know is starting to gain a little bit of a track gain traction. Uh, Seo Siavi is a kid that can kind of do a lot for them off the edge and. You know, obviously, you've got a kid like Jalen Marshall in the middle that uh, attracts double teams as a top five, maybe top 10 player in the state of Kansas um, that's committed to Missouri. And so though that to me is where Aquinas will have to, uh, you know, if they're going to snap, I think, what is it, uh, two or three years straight that they've lost to Mill Valley now? That's where I think this game is going to have to be won is uh, their defensive line against the Mill Valley offense that's been so good. Uh, but kind of going over to the Mill Valley side, I don't know if maybe we talk enough about Mill Valley's defense because, you know, their offense has been good, you know, with, with Jay. Uh, I, I think you look at their wide receiver, Kendrick Jones, I think he'll create a, a matchup problem uh, for Aquinas. They haven't really seen a receiver or an offense that can throw it around like Mill Valley. So I, I, I'm going to look at him a little bit on Friday and see if they go to him early, but this is a Mill Valley Jaguar defense that over the course of what, five, six, five weeks, I think now that has only given up 21 points total combined. Um, But in saying that Dion, and I'll finish with this, uh, I do think that um, maybe the move to the Sunflower League for Mill Valley, I'll be curious to see if maybe that prepared them the same way uh, the schedule would have in the EKL. Because when you look at a team like Aquinas, record-wise you're seven and four but this is a team that's been tested you know they've played St. James they've gone and played you know had Lutheran North from St. Louis come over they've had gone to CBC in St. Louis they played them they've played Blue Valley West Blue Valley Northwest Blue Valley Uh, this will be a team that is not going to be scared of a dogfight not going to be scared of an 11 and one opponent like Mill Valley and so I'm very curious to see if maybe St. Thomas Aquinas will use um, everything that they've gone through to get to this point um, to maybe, again, use that to their advantage. Uh, Whereas Mill Valley, you know, you look down their schedule, Free State, Lawrence, outside of that, nobody that they've really beaten uh, of substance that, you know, is, is still alive or was still alive really last week. This is a quick question for both of you regarding Mill Valley's defense. Do you think their defense is better this year than it was last year when they won the state championship? Quick answer. No, no. Um, (laughs) And, and, and the answer for me is pretty simple. They don't have Ethan Creamer. Um, I think he was that much of a difference maker coach. Arguably the bet, one of the best defensive tackles in all the state last year. Yeah. And I I know that the, the, I think a linebacking core may be a, a hair better this year. Um, and, and their defensive line is still really good. Aiden Schaefer anchors that group and has had an outstanding year. Uh, but no, I don't think I, I don't think it is as good. But I don't know if it needs to be as good as it, as it was last year. Um, I think their challenges maybe aren't as high. You know, you talk about the Sunfire League, and, and before we let you go, um, I think that Mill Valley was lucky in this year that they had Lawrence and Free State and Olathe West on their schedule, um, that they were able to get some of the better teams in the, and that's a worry that they have is that you can. You can draw a Sunflower League schedule out of no fault of your own, and you don't play anybody. And I wonder, as time goes on, if they're going to give some freedom to these Sunflower League schools to go out and schedule. If I'm Mill Valley, I move to that league, and I'm stuck playing the same teams over and over, and, and my I'm not nearly as tough as I've been down the line. Now, 
they've got really good classes coming. So I don't know if that's going right, to be, right. and, and you're talking about kids who, if they win this week, will have a solid, you know, going into next year, seniors who have played in the state champion, you know, the, all they know is playing 13 weeks and practicing 13 weeks. So that tends to build on itself, but going forward, that's something to watch Ryan is, is how they get their schedule done in the Sunflower League. You can't necessarily predict year to year um, who's going to be, you know, sometimes teams just jump up and are good. And sometimes teams drop through the floor on you. Uh, but no, that'll definitely be one. Well, it's going to be a great week. Uh, looking forward to reading your stuff on Friday night and uh, it's going to be fun. And I tell you, this is th- that, this is another, I, I think going into last year, I felt like Mill Valley was definitely the favorite. I don't know about this year. I think it's, I think the way St. Thomas Aquinas is playing, this is a toss up game and it should be a great one. Well, yeah. And, and I'll finish by saying this about Mill Valley. Um, you know, it's scary because I think everyone recognizes that, that maybe this isn't the strongest Jaguars team <laughs> yeah. and yet they're still 11 and one. And I'll be honest, they could win this one and they could go into the state finals uh, and, and get beat and maybe even get beat soundly by either of the two teams on the other side of the bracket. And what's scary is the way Joel Appleby has that program rolling from what I've heard, this might be their best freshman class they've ever had. Yeah. So like you said, if you give some of these sophomores and juniors any momentum at all, and then you add that freshman group to the mix, I don't think Mill Valley's going anywhere. No, I don't think so either. Well, have fun out there this week, and we will chat with you again next week. Looking forward to it. Mill Valley's always one of the my, my favorite atmospheres. Yeah, so it's, a, it's a good one. <laughs> nothing else, the game day environment's going to be a lot of fun. All right, that's Ryan Walls from GoPowerCat.com. Does great work for us as well. Okay, that is our Kansas Hour. When we come back, we will jump across the state line and talk Missouri playoff football. You're listening to Preps KC's Football Friday Night, driven by the McCarthy Auto Group.